Amen. We have a prayer request, and of course I, I mentioned that this morning. Uh, Sister Linda Marshall and Brother Chuck. Sister Linda's going to be having surgery tomorrow morning. And of course, Brother Chuck's recovery from his uh, surgery on his knee. And then Sister uh, Marsha Kinnock and Brother Jubal, Shinona, Dave Thomas. Uh, let's lift up Dave Thomas in prayer. Uh, a brother we know up in Canada, he needs prayer, he needs miracle healing. Any any other uh, persons that you can uh, bring before the Lord as we pray, lift them up, ask the Lord to minister to them. So let's bind together, let's come together right now in agreement, in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. Thank you for the privilege it is to come into this place, O oh Lord, into your house. Amen. Into your presence, O oh God. And Lord, we pray, God, that you would look down upon us, that you would give us grace in your sight. Thank you for your promise, Lord, that wherever two or three are gathered in your name, that there you are in the midst of them, Lord. So I pray, Lord, that you would minister unto your people this day. Lord, at this time, O oh God, that you would pour out your spirit upon us. Lord, quicken us, Lord, and lift us up. God, that we can abide with you, Lord, in your presence. Amen. Strengthen your people, Lord. Amen, God. I pray, Father, give them, O Lord, new life, O Father. As we, O Lord, are here, Father, we pray, God, that you administer to every need, Lord, that we have. Amen, Lord, our physical needs, our material needs, our financial needs, our spiritual needs. And Lord, we pray for Sister Linda Marshall. You know her need, God, for, amen, her surgery tomorrow, Lord. And Brother Chuck Marshall, Lord, his recovery. We pray for Marsha Thinock, Lord, for, amen, a miracle salvation and healing. Amen, Brother Jubal, Lord. Sister Simona, oh God. Amen, David Thomas, oh Lord. We pray for him, God, that you would create a miracle, Lord. Amen, Lord, and all those, God, who are absent because of his sickness, Lord. We pray that you administer unto them, God, to the needs of your people that are here, Lord. You know, Father, every heart, amen, every need that is represented in this place, let your spirit move, oh God. Amen, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen, God. And strengthen, Lord, and make whole, Father. We thank you for the victory, Lord. We thank you for deliverance. Bless this service, Lord. Bless our worship, our praise, our testimony. Bless the ministry of your word, God. And let us have liberty, God, in your spirit, Lord. Amen, God. Let there be a demonstration of your spirit and of your power in this place, oh God. Bind us together that we can be one body, Lord. Amen. In one place together, Lord. In one mind, in one accord. Amen. This we ask, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let it be done. Amen. In Jesus' name. And let everybody say amen. Praise the Lord. It's so good to be in the house of God. It's so good to see everybody again. Everybody pray for Sister Tara, Mariah, Joe, Nathan, my cousin Travis. Man, God is good. Amen. It's so good to be in the house of God. 
we're just going to have a good time today in the Lord. Is that okay? Yeah. 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 Whatever he wants to do, we're going to let him. Thank you. Hallelujah. Oh, happy birthday to Brother Richie, too. Amen. Yes. Happy birthday. We can't forget too his little brother Wesley. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh he is holy. Jesus is holy.
Peace, oh peace, shall be mine.
uh, we pray for nothing but he hears our prayers and he amen brings it to pass we stand on his word and believe and uh, thought came to my mind <clears throat> at a strange time I guess and that was during worship service and uh, I know there's a lot of struggles and a lot of things happening with a lot of you a little battles that are going on and whatever is uh, standing before you and the scripture that came to my mind was uh, Jesus was saying that uh, from the days of John the Baptist until now the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violent take it by force and it seems like lately of course we've been uh, there's been so many afflicted with this flu that has been circulating around here it just seems like some people get it one week and other people get it the other week and it just seems like it's just going on making its rounds and, and it's just something that uh, I guess I, I was uh, I was burdened and I was feeling it and I was praying I was asking the Lord I said you know thank you for your promise for amen salvation and for healing and deliverance and it's just keep on praying and praise God uh, but other things that are taking place other battles that are going on with the people of God and all we have to do and, and you, you ever realize this that what you and I are doing as far as our our relationship with the Lord our walk with Him uh, every step of the way there seems to be contention and resistance for us to be able to abide in God's will and even to perform His will and whatever manner it comes in uh, uh, temptation or even trials adversity whatever it is it just seems like the people of God are always struggling and always battling it's a word that always comes to mind I hear it kind of surface and, and uh, it's not so much that people say they're struggling but you can hear it in their in their speech you can hear it in, in the way they talk and they're struggling and you know we're the kind of people that say you know when you ask somebody a question how are you doing they'll say well I'm doing fine yeah, yeah. But in reality, they're not doing fine. Right. They're going through something. But you know, what I'm glad, what I'm happy for is that, you know, when, when Jesus said that the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by wow. force. Wow, yes. Whoever really wants to be an overcomer, yeah. no matter what you're going through, yeah. no matter what you're facing, the odds can be against us. But I, you know, I thank the Lord that he said that our enemy will scatter seven di different seven. directions. Yes. If we just stand for him. That's in the word. Praise God. And then the promise that he will never leave us nor forsake us. Amen. Praise God. We do have the victory. Always remember that. What you're going through, what you're going through in life, what you're experiencing, you always have the victory. Yes. You always have the victory. Yeah. And God will always see you through. Oh, yes, He will. He'll always see you through. Yes, Praise he will. God. So Amen. I'm glad.
glad to see all of you and of course I'm especially rejoicing for Travis yes and Amen. Today, I had a good conversation with him a few days ago and I know he's ready he's prepared and uh, today we're, we're the old Travis is being laid to rest and the new Travis is going to be walking out of here Amen. So I shared with him about, you know, salvation and what it is to be born again. And praise God, I said, the Holy Ghost is going to come upon you and bless you because you're obeying God's word. And so I'm so thankful. And especially to have uh, Brother Craig and Sister Taryn and Joanna. Yes. I always have this habit of, because, you know, since she was small, I was called her Jojo. We have two Jojos in the family. Yeah. Every time I see her, it's just a natural reaction. I said, Jojo, and I, she's a young lady yes. growing up. Yes. Joanna, beautiful young lady. And, of course, the, the Trembles. Yes. Brother Nate and Sister Mariah. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Yeah. God, they here. Glad to see them. They came from White River. Um, as I'm getting older, and I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid to admit that, seems like the drive from here to White River kind of gets longer every time. I don't know why. And I know what that's like. That's a good, if you travel pretty fast, it's probably about three and a half hours. Yeah. You take your time, you drive the speed limit four. Sometimes it takes a little longer than I that. Yeah, you, uh, you know. And it takes a little longer, but that's a good trip out there. So I know what that's like. And they left this morning, and they left. And I, I was talking to Brother Craig yesterday, and, and when they said they were going to come, I said, that's good. So we made the arrangements, and uh, I'm glad to hear this afternoon and to be able to fellowship with them again. again. And, of course, to amen have a minister to us uh, as he comes on up i want you to give the lord a hand clap greetings in the name yes. that is above every name the writer said in heaven and earth and under the earth so evidently they searched for a name, couldn't find one. And the Lord said, I am the Lord, that is my name. I know not another. Praise God. And to think, he said, you didn't choose me. I chose you. I think that's worthy of one of these. <laughs> Eight billion people upon the face of the earth. Many have lost their identity, but I'm glad I know who I am. And whose I am. How about you? Amen. You do really look beautiful. My goodness, they weren't kidding. You look sharp. Crispy. Even though you've been here for a few hours already. I believe Mariah wants to sing. We have time to do that. You want to sing? Come up and uh, while she's coming, I'll ask my bride to stand and testify. 
In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord, saints. Praise the Lord. It is so good to be here. Um, yesterday we actually had talked about not coming, um, but all week I had been praying, and I had even told Sister Lisa, I said, please be praying for us. I said, I really, really want to be there. If things fall into place, I said, I want to be there. And yesterday it was just like, we hit a wall and it was a, almost a no-go and then he had talked to Brother Harold and uh, he texted me back and he said, guess we're going. So I'm like, yes! It's been a very, very long, long years of praying. Oh, yeah. I'm so thankful to be able to be here to witness this day. I'm so thankful for it what God is doing. Amen. Jesus. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Test, test. Is this on? Okay. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Um, you'll have to bear with us. This is the first time in a while that we've done this. But I am just thankful to be here with everybody in service mostly family um it's been a long time but just listening to everybody's testimonies and you know everything that we've overcome and it does my heart good to know that everybody's put moving forward pushing forward no matter what they've done no matter if they've fallen god's helped them back up yes but i'm thankful for the calmness in the spirit that I feel, the yes. freedom and the liberty that's yes. in this place. Yes. Um, yes. When I, I told my dad this morning, I said, I don't have to sing, but I will if you want me to. <laughs> um, but I had two to three songs on my heart, and I didn't really, I was trying to tell God, you know, if you just help me just to pinpoint just one. But this is the one that I'm gonna sing because this is my prayer my declaration and hopefully i can make it through it but um this is one of my favorite songs and i'm sure many of you have heard it um just bear with us and as we try to work out the kinks and sing with us worship with us if you know
He is the only one qualified for a holistic touch. This is a place where you can come holistically and be touched soul, mind, and body. You don't get that at a hospital. There isn't a therapist good enough to do that for you. But just for a moment, not even for a minute were we forsaken, but I wonder if we could lift our hands and just thank the Lord. He accounted us worthy, merciful, long-suffering, gentle, caring, concerned. Someone mentioned unconditional love. 
In spite of me, he's blessing me. In spite of me, he's touching me. Hallelujah. My Lord, my Lord, what a beautiful presence. Thank you, Sister Mariah. I want to say thank you to our family for wanting to come with us. It was last minute, but not really. We had some car issues yesterday, earlier or later in the day, and it's just, you know, you don't have a parts store in your backyard. And the part we needed was 80 miles away and uh, $250 later. But we wanted to be here Amen. to celebrate with my brother-in-law. You're the sole reason we came. All this other just added benefit. And so Pastor Harold Marshall said, would you feel like ministering? And I felt like it. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so here we are. We had a good trip and I didn't have to put my hands on a wheel to drive one single mile. So that made it that much more beautiful. I was able to enjoy the scenery. My breakfast sandwich at McDonald's. Didn't have to scarf it down. And Matt, that made all the difference in the world. I give honor to Pastor Harold Marshall and the First Lady of Livingstone Apostolic Church, Sister Betty Marshall. In all sincerity, I thank you for providing this venue. And we get to come and simply just be a part of the burden that you're carrying. The presence that we're feeling is because someone chose to sacrifice. And um, I can only sometimes, Sister Betty, imagine as far as my brain would allow me what it's going to be like. What kind of a crown will you get? Because there's going to be degrees. It's like college. You're not going to all graduate with a master's or a PhD. There's going to be levels. But I wonder what kind of a crown that I'm going to get. How about you? I wonder those things because we're passing that way. This world is not my home. I'm not comfortable here. I don't like the idea of Facebook and YouTube and all this other junk. I want to get to heaven one of these days. Praise God. We don't have to worry about a phone bill, doctor bill. Man, oh man. So I honor you beautiful people today. It's good to see you. We wanted to come. We're here on purpose. Looking forward to the burial here shortly. I told my brother-in-law, I said, I almost wore my black suit. He said, you wear black to a funeral. We were going to bury some things. But I opted to wear something a little different. Keep it neutral. Because in a few moments, as it was said, he's going to walk out of here a brand new man. Imagine that. 
breath in my hand, but only God can do something yeah. like that. So thank you so much. You give honor to the ministry and house, Brother Sister Edwards, Brother Aaron Marshall, all of you young brethren. Oh, to have some of that youth back right now. Yeah. I might could preach. <laughs> but let's gather our Bibles. Honestly, I've, I've got some scattered thoughts here, but while you're standing, I'm going to Take you to Philippians 4 and 13. And when you have it, raise your right hand. Let me know you found Philippians 4 and 13. This is your right. Not not your right, this is your right. Saying that for the benefit of my wife. We were traveling North Carolina preaching revival and I we closed a revival and I was sick. She was driving. I'm sitting in the passenger seat bundled up, seatbelt on, so sort of like a cocoon. I said the exits up here on your on your right. And brother. We got, I don't know what made her do it. She just immediately went left. <clears throat> My head went over, hit the window. Boom. Now I'm mad. Not just sick, now I'm mad. So this is your right. Somebody say, this is my right. Philippians 4 and 13. I can. These aren't my words. These are words of the inspired man of God. I can. Can somebody say that with me? I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that these words, these living lines would leave these pages, touch our hearts, Walk down these aisles through every seat, every young person, every individual, every relationship, every marriage, every situation. Beyond what we know today, God, and you just began to dispense blessing, deliverance, healing, strength, peace. And I pray, God, that you show your glory to us one more time. God, pray through the foolishness of preaching you would save someone today. Pull us back from that jagged edge of uncertainty. Help us today, God, to stand in faith and assurance, knowing that you're in control of everything in our lives. And we'll give you the praise, the honor, and the glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. You can be seated. Hold on to your Bibles. Go with me to the book of Psalms 34. Psalms 34. The letter to the church at Philippi said, I can do all things. Yes. 
the precursor, the prerequisite is through Christ. So it's letting me know real fast like it's not my strength. It has to be the strength of the anointed one, the Hamashiach. So that's what Paul was establishing. Now look what the psalmist says, Psalms 34, verse 1. He says, I will bless the Lord. When? At all times. His praise, not yours, but his. What comes out of your mouth isn't about you, it's about him. Somebody say it's all about him. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. So I came to this deep revelation, Pastor, that if his praise is continually in my mouth, then there's no room for negativity. Amen. Amen. I don't think that's really true. <laughs> Let's try it right now. Let's just praise him. Amen. Open your mouth and just praise him. Maybe for something he did this week or this morning. He allowed a birthday boy this morning to wake up. Let his praise be continually in my mouth. I will. It's a matter of choice, folks. That will is a matter of choice. That's the only precursor to the whole matter is you have to be willing to praise God. Paul established this truth. He said, I can do all things but the question needs to be asked will you do all things that's like me saying i've got a million bucks here all you've got to do is come up and get it some would stay back say well that's not real that's not true and you'd stay in poverty but to those that came up and grabbed a million bucks that's where the simplicity is. It's in the obedience to faith. That says not only can I, but I will bless the Lord at all times. So for a few minutes here, I want to speak about this subject. I can and I will. Amen. Those of you that don't want to, you can be dismissed. Amen. We'll sit out in the fellowship hall and close the doors. The rest of us are going to have church. Yes. All right. Amen. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> you know I'm playing. Look at nudge your name and say he's playing. He's messing with us again. His coming to planet Earth inaugurated the kingdom of God and ushered in the beginning of a Greek word that is used in this statement that I'm reading, the eschaton. The Greek word eschaton is defined as the end of time. Theologians took it and said, the end times. But his coming was the inaugural event that set in motion not only the kingdom of God, but the beginning, somebody say the eschaton, the eschaton 
or the end of time. Here's the truth we need to understand. That his kingdom will not be fully consummated until his second coming. We're headed that direction. Please don't backslide. Please don't get so upset and angry that you quit on God. Look at your neighbor or your wife or your husband. Tell them, say, it's no, it's no time to quit. We're nearing the end. It's coming down to brass tacks. Until then. Somebody say, until then. We live in a time of now. Somebody say now. And not yet. There are some things I have not experienced yet. But if my now predicates my not yet, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to lift my hands one more time. Predicated upon what you do. If you choose to sit, that's your business. But God said, I can do all things through him. So not only can I do all things through him, but I will do all things through him. I'm going to have to tell my ego, ego, you're not in control this afternoon. I didn't come to brush you up. I came to praise him. In the midst of my trouble, I'm going to praise him. In the midst of my heartache, I'm going to praise him. In the midst of my affliction, I will bless the Lord at all times. Some of us are standing right at the threshold. And the simple act of faith is this. If you'll throw your hands in the air and understand these are my words, but these are the words of a living God that said you can and you will if you'll just trust me with your life. Trust me with your problems. Trust me with your failures. Trust me with your downfalls. He said, I'm going to lift you up. Amen. Because I'm living in the now. I'm in control of what I'm doing right now. Someone said today, I'm not promised tomorrow. I can't worry about tomorrow. I can only do what I can do. Somebody say right now. Some of you are thinking ahead. Oh gosh. They're going to repo it. They're going to turn my lights off. Didn't pay my insurance. Forget about it. Even so, lift your hands. If he loves you unconditionally, you ought to return that unconditionally. That means whether or not they are going to repo it, I'm still going to have church. Even though the doctor said it is cancer, I'm not going to let fear grip my heart. I'm in the presence of a God that can heal me. We heard a song about already. The miracle is in the house. The miracle is in the house. But do I want it? I want to push my will toward the miracle. I want to push myself to the answer. Amen. Is this all right? This is going pretty good. Hallelujah. So it's predicated upon God's strength, not yours. Paul told the young pastor of Ephesus, Timothy, he says, Timothy, 
He said, I'm not self-made. I was schooled at the feet of Gamaliel. I knew the law like the back of my hand. Religiously, I thought I was okay. Until one day, I was on the road to Damascus. And a light shone above the brightness of the sun. And out of that light, a voice spoke to me and said, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And Timothy, I asked the question in that moment, Lord, who art thou? He said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. Yep. Understand this this afternoon, child of God, that when they talk about you, it's not really you they're talking about. They're talking about Jesus. Yes. Yes. And when they persecute you, they're really persecuting him. Yes. Yes. Amen. So we'll understand that God's already got this figured out. You can loose yourself from a bunch of chains already. Yeah. That says you're not worthy enough. But who hasn't made a mistake? Who of us didn't have to talk ourselves into getting out of bed this morning? Said I'm going to make a difference today because I don't have to believe the devil. I don't have to believe the diagnosis. I will bless the Lord at all times. I can and I will. I can and I will through Christ which strengthens me. This thing is so fresh that I've got notes everywhere. iPads, iPhones, iTablets, iPulpits. Here it is. Here it goes. How many of you want to be strengthened? Amen. That's not a loaded question, but neither is it rhetorical. The answer is simple. We all want to be strengthened. The kingdom of God presents it a little differently. Okay? The strength that comes from God is presented to us a little differently. Somebody say, okay. In a society and in a world where we have been cultured to downplay our weakness, be strong. Ooh. Mm. You walk through a line at a wake or a funeral and you're shaking hands with the family. What's the first thing people say? Be strong. I wonder what people would say if somebody said, I can't. So we are cultured with the idea that we should not present our weaknesses. But rather focus on your strength so it's not God's strength it's the individual's strength as a result of playing upon that human strength we place pressure on our own human ability why do you think people are overdosing on medication why do you think people are taking guns and blowing their brains out. Why do you think people think that divorce is the solution to their marriage? I'm going to tell you why. They're relying upon their own strength. 
But this is what the Lord told Paul. He said, this is what comes into play. When you can admit that you can't do it by yourself. When you look in the mirror and you tell yourself, I'm not man enough to do what I've got to do spiritually. It pushes us to another realization and we lift our hands in the air and say, Lord, I need you. That's the simplicity of the revelation that God was telling Paul as he addressed the church at Philippi. He said, I can do anything I want to do. Contingent upon God giving me the strength. If you take my health away, I have nothing. But I wonder if we could just lift our hand and thank God for the miracle he's doing right now. Hallelujah. Thank you. The truth of the matter is we're all fighting something right now. Someone may be discouraged. Someone may be trying to fill the void of loss in your life right now. Someone may have said people just don't understand. And we probably don't. But I can point you to one that does. He said, you can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. But here's the key to it all. You have to admit you can't do it by yourself. Amen. You can make a good start, but in the end, it's going to take God. Mm. Listen to this. And the Lord said unto her, this is in Genesis 25 and 23. You don't have to go there. Two nations are in thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels. And the one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. So we've taken this moment in Old Testament history, the birth of Jacob and Esau. We take that from the literal into an analogy to say that we're always going to have a struggle. In the end, he says, the elder shall serve the younger, meaning that your natural man should be in subjection to your spiritual man. Yes. Because your spiritual man was reborn later on. That's right. So Brother Rich is where you're sitting at, brother. You're 50 years old today. How old is your spiritual man? 34 years old. So 50-year-old rich in the natural has to be in subjection to 34-year-old rich, the yeah. real rich. Amen. That's how it works. Amen. And I know how we get, well, he's younger than me. I don't need to listen to him. No, you need to listen to him. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Yes. You know how we get. Yeah. Who does he think he is? Right. That's, your, that's your spiritual man telling you, you, you need to listen to me. If you'll just do what I'm telling you to do, I'll keep you out of sorrow. I'll keep you out of unnecessary pain. If you'll just listen to me, you won't have to go to the drugstore. So look at someone and say, the elder shall serve the younger. So there was a constant battle. Two nations. There's, there's 
I'm going to give you a deep revelation. Please write this down because you may not get this again. It's so deep. But your biggest enemy is not Satan. Let me come down here and feel what I get back from this. Pass it on down the road. Say, the devil is not your biggest problem. Just pass that on down the road. Say, the devil is not your biggest problem. Praise the Lord, brother. Good to see you. The devil, Sister Adrian, is not your biggest problem. Neither is it yours. So with that said, I'll tell you who is. The person that got you dressed this morning. Yeah, that's right. Amen. That's right. Amen. Amen. That person that you took time to stand here this morning. Yep. That's your biggest problem. Yes. Yep. Because that person has an ego. Yeah. That person has a tendency to get full of pride. Yes. That person has a tendency to be selfish. Yes. How many of this morning, I don't want to see your hands because I don't want to have to preach at you. But how many this morning woke up with just, just a sliver of a thought said, I don't think I'm going to go to church this morning. No hands raised. <laughs> Even so, when your flesh said, you don't feel good today, you're not doing so well, I think you need to crawl into bed again. There's something about the still, small voice that says, yeah. and as simple as this works, it will move the universe. Yeah. That tells your flesh, listen here, buddy. Yeah. I listened to you the last time, and all I did was sit here and be miserable. Yeah. If I'm going to be miserable, I'm going to get my high to church. Yeah. Because at least at church, I've got the promise that God will touch me. I've got to be there with my family. I've got to be there with somebody that's got faith. I've got to be in touch with somebody. Somebody say, I can, I can. And, I will. and I will. Let's try it then. Bend your will a little bit right now. It's all about bending that will. So, right at this very moment, I'm going to be done here in just a few, few minutes, a few long minutes. Just give me a heads up. What was I going to say? Another insight that the Lord gave to Paul was 1 Timothy 1 and 12. Notice what he says. After he shared with Timothy where I started about this road to Damascus, he ends up saying this in this first epistle to Timothy, chapter 1, verse 12. He said, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who hath enabled me. Now you can go to Webster's and look up the word enabled. It means to help. But the Greek word is dunamal. To empower. 
He said, I'm not just giving you human strength. I'm giving you divine strength. Right. Timothy, there was a time when I could not do the things that I'm doing right now. Right. You know, in my testimony, he tells the young pastor that I used to persecute the church. Now I am part of the church. Yep. He said, I was empowered in that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Every one of us has the opportunity right now to be empowered by Jesus Christ. That word enable is not just offering help. It is giving you dynamos power. And it's time that some of us light the fuse on that stick of dynamite. Yes. I just come to encourage somebody to let you know you're not the devil's doormat. That's right. He's still interested. The Lord is and yeah. has right. been. Right. We're all a testament of that. Yeah. That God doesn't give up on you just because you failed once. Yeah. You might have failed a dozen times. Yeah. Right. But he was there all the time. Yeah. Some of you need to go home and tell yeah. a loved one yeah. it's not time to stay home. Yeah. It's time to get to church. Yeah. It's time to get on the battlefield and understand that I can and I will. Yeah. I'm going to bend my will. Even though I don't feel like going, I'm going to bend my will. Amen. Even though I'm fighting hell right now. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I hope I hope my daughter, Sister Mariah, don't mind me mentioning this, but she she was singing, singing a miracle can happen. And and just just uh, about a month ago, less than a month ago, they, they went through the trauma of of uh, a miscarriage. And uh, when it's you, it, it feels different. But when it's one of your kids, it hits differently. And I'm sure that they wanted to crawl in the corner and say, where's God? But never for a minute, sis, never for a minute did God walk away. Uh, call me weird if you want to, but I believe that God saw down before time and saw that there was going to be a miscarriage. And so he had to allow that to happen. But thank God that didn't push you away from him. But for some odd reason, it caused you to search after him that much more. That doesn't mean I have the answer right now, but I'm still searching. And by the grace of God, I'm not going to let go of what I know. I know if I stand on his word, he's going to come through. It may not be clear right now, but one of these days, God may let you know why it happened. But until then, I will bless the Lord at all times. I'm not going to let Satan brand me that God doesn't answer prayer or that God doesn't care. I'm going to praise him anyhow. Can we do that right now? He's enabled you. He's empowered you. Let me let you into a, a, a deep secret. 
he doesn't say a lot of, about this moment in his life, but I know that Paul is is older now. And you talk about circumstances. A lot of his encouragement came from the dark corners of the Mamertine prison. Mm. Telling us, be joyful in the Lord. Yep. Trust in the Lord always. Yeah. And he'd barely move and hear the sound of rattling chains. Mm. The smell of dungeon around him, but yet he told us, I can do yep. all things yes. through Christ yes. which strengtheneth me. Yes. It puts things into perspective yes. for me yes. that if Paul could do it under those circumstances, I have no right yes. to let my ill will Amen. hold back yes. praise from God. Yes. It's not my goodness being exalted. It's his goodness being exalted. And if I gotta go to Dallas just one more time, bless God, I'm gonna go to hell. But that's not gonna steal my praise. That's not gonna steal my Holy Ghost. That's not gonna dictate how I come to church. I will bless the Lord at all times. Oh, someone do it right now. Just love on Jesus right now. I will bless the Lord. Way, brother Aaron Marshall, we we want the pain gone, but the Lord said there's a certain degree that I have to leave there because the pain is what takes you into perfection. The pain is what brings you into more of me. If I gave you everything you asked for, you'd be a spiritual brat, right? And you would never pray. That's right. If you would never sit, you would never call on me. If you would never discourage, you would never turn yeah. to me. Yeah. Paul said, I'm not going to cry around about all the problems I have, Amen. but rather I'm going to give the devil a black eye and yeah. let him know I thank God for all yeah. the trouble. I thank God for the heartache. I thank God for the misunderstandings. I know God, you allowed it to happen for a reason. Amen. So rather than sit here and feel sorry for myself, I'm going to praise God. Yeah. Let's do it right now, church. Let me say this in the Holy Ghost. I know I hit a nerve. Amen. Because I feel the kickback in the flesh. But I'm going to tell you, if obey the Holy Ghost, God's going to work some things out for you right now. Upon the word of God, God's going to work some things out for you right now. If you just slip your hands in the air and say, Lord, I can't do it anymore. I'm tired of doing it my way. I'm tired of complaining, God. So I fasted. History says that Paul fasted extended fast. 30 and 40 days inquiring of God why 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 we all ask God why Lord just let it depart from me he said the Lord spoke to me the answer finally came and he said unto me my grace is sufficient for you here it is this is where it boondoggles the human mind 
it's an axiom that is almost paradoxical because you can't get up there without going down. So here's where Paul struggled. The Lord said, my grace is sufficient for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. But that's the thing you don't want to admit to. I, I, I'm, I'm a bigger man than that. I can't tell God I'm hurting. Hey, it's not the whole that need a physician. Yeah, that's right. Why are we so afraid to say I'm sick? Yeah. Pray for me. Yeah. Transparently, can I tell you some of the things that we share? Preacher to preacher, man to man, are just things that we have to bounce off one another because where do we go with our problems? Yeah. We can't run down to the Sunday school class and say, hey guys, pray for me because I feel like I want to resign. No, we don't do that. But what do we do when we hurt? We do exactly what we're telling you to do. We get down one more time and we lift our hands. And we tell the devil, devil, you're not going to win this one. Yes, it hurts right now. But you give me some time, God's going to show up. And he's going to help me. If you give me a few days, everything's going to be all right. I might be in the dumps right now. But devil, give me a few days. I'm going to praise my way out. I'm going to fight my way out and praise. Hallelujah. My strength. Yes. And it's evident that somebody here today is sitting here denying the weakness that has shrouded your life. You made a go at it, but already the devil said, uh-huh. Just quit again. But I've come to pump some spiritual adrenaline into your heart right now. I know how it goes. We all have that same old song. Nobody has it as bad as me. You ever sing that song? I did. Singing it to the trees the other day when I was out cutting firewood. You just don't know, Lord. And he said, oh, yes, I do. Shut your mouth and praise me. So he took me to Psalm 34 and said, if you praise me continually, if that praise is in your mouth, yeah. then negativity can't be there. Yeah. Yeah. Put you on the spot, big boy. Trust it all right, God, instead of complaining, I'm going to praise you. Instead of crying, I'm going to praise you. Instead of giving in, I'm going to praise you. I, I don't understand Paul. I've, I've got I've got a hundred questions for him when we get there. Because he says, Most gladly, therefore, will I glory in my infirmities. Are you nuts, man? Who's going to come to church and say, Thank God for cancer. Thank God that she left me. You don't know it, but that was an answer to prayer. <laughs> that's what he's saying. In essence, that is, that's what he's saying. He said, listen, I know you've got cancer. And I know your kidneys are dying. He said, you're not the healer I am. And I've heard you time and again tell me, I'm sick. I want a healing. God said, listen, 
I've heard you a thousand times if I heard you once. But this is what I want you to do. I want you to praise me. Yes. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. It's so simple. The flesh is saying, really? Amen. I thought you had something deep, preacher. I do. Because the flesh doesn't like to be told what to do. <laughs> Most gladly. Come on, Brother Paul. Really? Just shoot out of bed every morning and say, thank God for the resistance. Amen. I'm going to dance yep. for that resistance. I'm going to dance because I heard that's laughable stuff, but that's the essence of what he's saying. If you learn to beat the devil in his game, just thank God what God can do for you. That's what he said. Most gladly. Oof. Here it is. Here's the key. He said, not only am I making noise and praising God, he said, but when the infirmity is here and the trouble is here and I, I praise God, he said, guess what that ushers in? According to 2 Corinthians 12 and 9, he said, when I learn to do that, the power of Christ comes in. Yep. And it begins to shroud and permeate you. We're living in the now and the not yet. I'm not worried about the not yet. I can control the now. Sister Betty, we pray, we trust, we believe the rich, others that are here, that God one morning would just drop a miracle in your body. And when he doesn't, and the devil says, uh-huh, where's God at now? That's when you open your mouth and say, he's right here, and I'm going to praise him anyhow. Glory anyhow. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities. When's the last time you've done that? In reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, here's the paradox. When, when I am weak. We hate to admit we're weak. God sees you, sis. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, my. God's doing something right now. Just lift your hands with me. I see something in the Holy Ghost. God's convinced you that you have lost up until this moment. You have lost. You have lost. The devil's convinced you that he won when he took that loved one out of your life. I'm talking to somebody right now. Just pray with me. Let the word of the Lord minister to you. But what he doesn't realize is God had the final say. God 
had the final say. It was no accident. Hallelujah. As brutal and ugly as it was, it wasn't the devil. God said, I'm going to move in here and do something that only I can do in this human existence because my creation cannot help themselves. Oh, wounded one, why don't you lift your hand right now? I feel the compassion. I feel the very real presence of God coming in right now. This may be tantamount to anything that sounds so odd. But if you just thank God for all the years of heartache right now. Just, just convince yourself. Open your mouth. You don't have to scream it, but just... Just, just tell God, thank you. That you've kept me all these years. That you've kept me all these years. You, you loved me when I was unlovable. You traced me when I was untraceable. You followed me when I didn't want you following me. Even when I said I hate you, God, God still followed you. Even when you were mad at God, God said I still love you. Even in your anger when you said I'll never go back to church, there was something that God was working and you didn't even realize it. It's simple today, precious soul. I'm not telling you a gimmick. I'm not telling you something that we haven't had to do as ministry. But if you lift your hands when the heartache is real. Brother Harold, Sister Betty, when you reach for people and help them and all you got back was an empty seat. But what is it that drives you to keep reaching? What is it that keeps you? I can and I will. Some of you know you can, but some of you aren't willing right now. Why don't you praise him? God is looking for a degree of brokenness here this afternoon. He doesn't want to hear, I'm strong, I can do it. He wants to hear you say, I'm broken. I'm broken. I'm broken. My daughter doesn't know. My son doesn't know. My mama, my daddy doesn't know. I'm, I'm broken. <laughs> I'm on the edge, brother. I know you are. That's why God sent me. So one more time, we'll step out into that proverbial limb. Because this, is, this isn't just an ego trip. We've, we've watered this message with tears already. Because we know we're spending between time and eternity. And it's time for you to realize who you belong to. Amen. <laughs> 
telling you folks, it works, prayer works. I'm going to take pleasure in my infirmities and my reproaches my necessities and my persecutions and my distresses. Are you distressed today? Do you fit this bill? You want strength right now? You want divine strength? Lift your hands. You know what's kept us all these years? It's the strength of God. You know why you're being fought so hard? You get some of the meatiest messages here. You get the meat of the message. God has anointed this man to dig deep into the veins of revelation and feed you meat. Yeah. That's why you're being fought the way you're being fought. It isn't about the superficial it isn't about the instantaneous. It isn't about I need it right now. No, there's something that he's pumping into your spirit that says when you are hurting, this is what you do to make it through. I don't want to hear it this afternoon because God's here. Please don't tell me you don't understand. If I don't understand, take it to the one that does. We're slipping into an altar service right now. I want you to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. So, I'm going to answer someone's question here today. You know why God hasn't taken the pain away? You want to know why God has not taken the pain away, Shinoa? Because God said, that's what I used to get your attention. Any sensible person. I'm 6'4", 200 in a robust, probably 50 pounds. I don't know. But there are times when I can't do it by myself. Yep. Would you respond to the Holy Ghost right now? There's a healing coming, Sister Shanoa. I feel led to speak this to you. It's been years that you have been in the valley. So you've suffered loss. It goes back years, sis, recent years. But God is going to heal some things for you. God is elevating you to that place of paradise in his spirit. But I wonder if you would just release your heart to him right now, sis. Those of us that are here right now, release your heart to God. If you would stand with me, if you want to come to this altar, we're in an altar service right now. Phone rings, 12.30 in the morning. On the other end, Brother Rich, is a distraught brother in the Lord. True story. Uh-huh. I'm out here in the field. He said, and I've been contemplating suicide. He said, and I have finally pulled the pistol away from my head and laid it on the seat of my pickup truck. I don't know what to do, brother. I didn't know what to tell him except the words rolled out of my mouth, brother Edwards. I said, come to the house. Let's pray. 
He shows up about 30 minutes. And the first thing he did, Mama Walker, when he walked in, asked Sister Marshall, she tell you, he set this big old revolver on our kitchen table. He said, I don't need that thing anymore. Do you know what it took for him? Bitter divorce. Family jumping from one side to the other, compounding the situation. But you know what it took for him? You know what the turning point was? For him to admit, I need you, God. I can't do this by myself. And in that moment, Brother Aaron, there was change right now. God wants to do it for someone right now. Why don't you come to this altar? I can do all things. But the question is, will you? Will you come? Will you let God prove himself to you? I know we're dressed nice. We look good. But underneath that, God sees the real you. Why don't you come, brother? I don't care how many times you fail. Come on. Come on, preachers, kids. Right now. It's a good time to be weak right now. It's a good time to admit.